Season two of the Ebony Mashup. We have missed you guys, but yes. we are excited to come back with this welcome back episode and just let y'all know what what we got going for this season. Just want to say hello, everybody. This is Mike <laughs> J, and we have the lovely. Oh, see, this is why we're so wonderful together because he gets me right back on track. I just jumped on the mic like I already introduced myself. My bad to all of y'all who do not know. I am the walking living legend. Round of applause. LaShonda Jordan. <laughs> yes. So thank you all for following and listening and supporting. And if you're new here, what's up? What's up? Martin, what, did I get that right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. welcome back. Uh, last uh, last season, I know we don't like to go back, but we really want to thank you guys for definitely um, the support. The support was really unreal for us starting, so we really thank y'all for that. We appreciate it. We really appreciate it. So this season, we are going to be shaking things up a little bit. Um, not this episode, but our but first episode. episode. Yeah. We are going to be bringing what to them, babe? Hopefully video. Hopefully, no. <laughs> no, nah, it's going to be video. Not hopefully, it's going to be video. Yeah, so this season we're going to have some video episodes. We're going to have some call-ins. Um, guests. Guests. Uh, music artists. That's the big thing. Yeah. Video and guests. Yes, and guests. So, yeah, just be ready for, you know, some newness. Give us your ideas. I want to interact with you all more this season. Um, we definitely plan on using social media a bit more and mm -hmm. interacting with y'all. Uh, we'll be doing some traveling this year and touching some traveling down. traveling shows. And doing some traveling shows. Um, more contests. You know, we did one contest last season. But give us some ideas. As much as what you, you want. What you want. And what you want to hear, too. Yes. <laughs> what you want to hear, too. So, yeah, all that good stuff. Um, the kids are doing great. For those of you who don't know, we have three. Tree. Tree. Beautiful young people. They've turned out to be all right, I guess. Pretty pretty decent. Yes. Uh, this past December, Mike and I just celebrated 15, 15 years, years of marriage. marriage. And 16 years of being together. 16 years of being together. And we still happy. We're still yes. growing. Growing and happy. And happy. And we still a team. And nobody gonna infiltrate or nah. come through and try to tear it down. If they do, I'm whooping somebody. No. <laughs> she gonna kill you. Oh my goodness. So yeah, we really, man, like like we said, the Ebony Mashup is a place where we can come together and, and talk, talk. And 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 vibe. <laughs> And just, I mean, like it's family. Yeah. Yeah. I'm silly. Just family. I'm goofy. You know, but it is what it is. Music. Art. M movies. That's art. Music is art. Comedy. You know how much art. I love comedy. Oh my, everything I mentioned, he about to say <laughs> art. 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 <laughs> but it is. It's art. We love artists. And um, yeah. What yeah. it is. What you got for my? 
Well, like I said, today we're just doing a little, we're just doing a little highlights of what's going, what's going to happen this season. But being that we're around the time that should be all year long, mm-hmm. but it's only a month long, and that's Black History Month. So I'm gonna just give this quote is not about Black History Month, mm-hmm. but it goes along with what. I'm going to talk about for Black History Month. Okay. So, even though this is the intro show, I'm going to give it a title. Ooh, okay. And it's Unsung. You know, like you got uh, TV One, they show the unsung shows. Yeah, like unsung heroes. It's like people you know, but stuff that they did that you didn't know they did, Mm -hmm. that's what that's about. But this what I'm going to talk about is probably people you don't know. Okay. And it's going to have a person you may know, but I don't think a lot of people know her. So, wait, real quick. Since this is like our intro show, mm-hmm. is it possible that we, right in the moment, we can find an unsung person to introduce y'all to every we, week? Mm. You know? I mean, right in the moment. I well, mean, I'm about to introduce you to three today. So. Okay, bad. That's a great start. Go ahead. But. The quote I have for this show is by one Mr. Superman himself, Christopher Reeve. Mm-hmm. It says, a hero is an ordinary individual who finds the strength to persevere and endure in spite of overwhelming obstacles. Mm-hmm. And so, I think we all probably know a hero or somebody that we consider a hero. Right. But like I said today, I'm going to give you three heroes are... Heroines. Heroine. If you know what that means, it's a female hero. <laughs> <laughs> but first, I'm going to give you the definition for unsung. Okay. We know it means a song that's unsung. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> another part of that Next. definition is not celebrated or praised. Okay. And so, I'm going to give you... Somebody you know, but you didn't know that she was a big part of the civil rights movement. Okay. And that would be Miss Mamie Till Mobley. As we all know, that's Emmett Till's mother. Yeah. Or was Emmett Till's mother because she's now going on to be with her son. But, uh. We definitely do forget about, you know, those people attached. But go ahead. But that's the thing. Like, she, like, they call her. She was an inspiration mother of a martyr. and What's a martyr? You told me earlier what a martyr was. I just told you and what I think it is. I, we both believe <laughs> that it's a person that died for a cause. Or okay. along those lines. Hmm. And we all know that. I'm sure y'all will let us know on social media. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Because everybody on social media, when somebody gets something wrong, they be like, be quick that, let them know. that's not what it was. Well, but we appreciate y'all for all of Cause it ain't hurt our the publicity. <laughs> Sorry, next. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, we all know. We all know what happened to Emmett Till. We don't got to go over that. Yeah. And even though she didn't get to see justice done for her son, we know that the lady came out and said she lied. Yeah. And we all know what happened to her. She dead now. So. Right. Um, I'm not going to say that's what she get, but yeah, she get. 
But um, oh, as he whispered <laughs> into the mic. But one thing that uh, Miss Till did, Mrs. Till did. Yeah. Well, Miss Mobley, when they sent her son's body back to Chicago, mm-hmm. and they had the funeral, she said she wanted the world to see what they did to her boy. Right. And that, more than a hundred thousand people got to see what happened to her son. And at that time, it was the largest single civil rights demonstration in American history. Wow, that goes untalked about? Untalked about. Wow, because I do remember seeing the pictures, but not yeah. until I got to college, which is, and that's you know. For a lot of, I ain't gonna say black kids, for a lot of kids, period, they don't learn about this stuff until they get to college. Yeah, that's disappointing. But the strength. Very. Like, it just makes me think about the strength of a mother and then to carry it on to, you know, the, generations on. And that's the thing, like, and they said, until she died in 2003, she was an advocate for underprivileged children mm. and she was against racial injustice. And she said she never sought to be an activist. Mm-hmm. But Jesse Jackson said that for her doing what she did, uh-huh. It broke the emotional chains of Jim Crow. And then, like, it broke the emotional chains. And then the part that kind of confuses me, though, is when it did that, who got the who got the credit for that? Like, she's on song, but did the whole Everybody movement... else around, like, yeah, they gave the credit to the movement. I'm okay with that. But and that's what makes her on song. On song, yeah, because she wasn't looking for it. Everybody don't want, you know, notoriety. Yeah. Okay. Did I say that right? You did. Hey, right on. You said it right. Okay, <laughs> the next lady that I have for you, mm-hmm. she's considered the drafts, draft, like you draft up stuff, mm-hmm. woman of the civil rights victories. The draft? The drafts woman. The drafts woman. Like she wrote them up. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And that'd be a reverend Dr. Polly Murray. Never heard of her. Never heard of her. I never heard of her either. Mm-hmm. Until I was looking for somebody to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I read. She was a lawyer, an Episcopal priest, a civil rights activist, and co-founder of the National Organization for Women. Mm. And she's also an author. Well, what made her stand out to you? Okay, when she was in college at Howard, HBCU. Which is where? She was at Howard Law School. And where is Howard at? I believe Howard is in D.C. Washington, D.C. Yeah. Yeah, because we told Jaden to look it up. He said no, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah, he said no. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, she was at Howard Law School. She was the only woman in the law school. Mm-hmm. But she was ahead of her class. And I'm sure she didn't even have the same, like, she didn't move like everybody else. And that's the either. thing. Howard, you know, especially back then, 1944, mm-hmm. you know it was all black. Mm-hmm. You know, now they got other people in. Oh, yeah, you right. But now it was all black. So, I mean, she was in there with all men. And so in 1944, that was pretty much unheard of. I mean... Yeah, but, you know, women are smarter anyway. <laughs> I'm saying we know this, but they still wasn't allowed to do stuff that the men did. 
Yeah. But while in class, they were discussing the gym discussion, discussing the Jim Crow laws. She had an idea of why don't we challenge the separate and separate but equal. Mm-hmm. Because what do we what do we? And that's what the Plessy versus Ferguson. Ah, got you. And then in who was it? She uh, when arguing that. She wrote a book called State's Laws on Race and Color. And Thurgood Marshall called that the Bible of the Brown, the, of the Brown versus Board of Education. Hmm. So that's her authorism. Authorism. <laughs> her authorism. <laughs> I don't know if that's a word. Nah. I just nah. made up a word. Her authorism. Nah, that don't even sound right. <laughs> Not at all. And then in 1970, she wrote another book mm-hmm. called The Liberation of the Black Woman. And it said, well, she didn't write it. She was in it. They interviewed her for the foreword of it. And she said, if someone asked a Negro woman in America what has been her greatest achievement, she said her honest answer would be, I survived. Wow. And the thing is, we should we're going to ask that because... We still surviving in 2020. Still surviving. And she wrote that when? That was in 1970. Yeah. Still surviving. (laughs) Okay, and the last person I'm going to give you. Mm -hmm. I think we found out about her, I think, in college. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it's a lot of people... I'm sure most everybody don't know who she is. But her name is Claudette Colvin. Mm. Okay. And for those of you who don't know who Claudette Colvin is, she is actually the first person to not move from her seat on the bus before Rosa Parks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people think that Rosa Parks was the... The first one. The first one. To, you know, woman to do that. But it actually... I kind of think Rosa, she was just tired and she didn't want to get up. But it started something that was good. (laughs) But when Claudette did it, Mm -hmm. she did it on purpose. Okay. So you're saying Rosa's was intentional? I'm not 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 saying it wasn't intentional. She was just, it probably didn't start off as intentional, but then Mm -hmm. I think it got intentional when they were trying to make her move. Got you. Okay. Claudette said she had been in class. They were studying mm-hmm. about civil rights in class. And she said she just knew in her head she had to do something. She just didn't know when. But in 19, March 2nd, 1955, whereas her and three other students got mm-hmm. on the bus. Mm-hmm. And the white man told them to get up for a white woman. And she said... My head was just too full of black history. It felt like Sojourner Truth was on one side pushing me down and Harriet Tubman was on the other side of me pushing me down. I couldn't get up. Mm. Wow. That's exactly... Like, I'm <laughs> glad you in, like you left off with that one because that's where... That's where I want us to be as a people... Like, like where we, we can, here, we not going nowhere. Nowhere, y'all. Like, really, 
it's just it's a thing of um not make making sure that we are not unsung mm-hmm. because we know what unsung heroes are unsung heroines um we know what it's like in our personal lives not to feel celebrated and praised um so knowing that we have to do better like that, I, that, <laughs> we, that's what i was saying let me finish this yeah 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 and then but to let you know why because she did this nine months mm-hmm. before rosa park did hers hmm did they know each other no oh. but how rosa parks how the NAACP ended up getting behind Rosa Parks mm-hmm. because Claudette was pregnant at 16 and was unwed. So they felt that Rosa Parks would be a better uh, like face, like say, for, the a face for the movement. Yeah, dang. But, like she said, they said she didn't feel, she felt slighted, but she wasn't too, mm. you know, messed up about it mm-hmm. but she joined a suit with uh three other women mm-hmm. in a case i'll get that broader versus gale and it's the case that ultimately overturned the bus segregation in alabama so even though she didn't get put out there like rosa parks she was still an instrumental part in civil rights right because even though she wasn't she didn't get noticed for what she did on the bus. Mm-hmm. She still got noticed because her name is on the case that helped end the segregation of buses in Alabama. Okay. But still, as a whole, we don't know her We name. don't know her. Right. And she said the only reason that she started talking about it later on in her life mm-hmm. is because she wanted her grandkids to know that she stood up for something so long ago. So leaving a legacy... That's all she, she, that's all she wanted was to leave a legacy. Yep. Can you give everybody those three names in a row? In a row. Of who those unsung heroes were. Her- heroines. <laughs> we got Miss Mamie Till Mobley, Reverend Dr. Polly Murray, and that's spelled P-A-U-L-I, hmm. Polly. And then we got Miss Claudette Colvin. Wonderful. Write those down. Share them with somebody. Share them with your children. Share them with somebody that um, who doesn't know. And that means most most of us as people of color, as black people, we do not know. Don't know. So share them with somebody. After you hear this, make it your due diligence to help educate. That's one of the main parts of our mission for this show is to educate, uplift, and bring us all together and have a place. So we can't be the only ones educating. It is our responsibility to help, you know, uplift each other, to help make sure we're staying knowledgeable about the things that um, we didn't learn about in school. It ain't our fault. That's what I said. We had, like, how we took it was we got to have something to teach our kids about their history. Mm-hmm. Stuff that we didn't get taught. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they still getting taught the same stuff that we got taught. <laughs> Except now there's tests and assessments. That's the other thing, you guys, that's new for me. 
um, I was last season, but now I am officially an educator. Yeah, she works in the school now. Like, I am a literacy coach, and I actually work in small group with kids. And so, for me, and I'm still going to be me for all y'all that's already, you know, we going to talk. <laughs> she's still her. But I'm, I'm still going to be me, but so many of our kids, I work there because they light up when they see just me. My blackness. And it, they stare at me whenever I come in there. Yeah. <laughs> and to me, uh, I always tell you, I do not like other people's kids. I'm going to be honest. I do not. And I'm going to tell you why. It's because I think that kids are, they, they just different. I'm not even going. <laughs> they just different. We're going to leave. Then they say leave people's babies alone. Kids are different nowadays, okay? And so for me, what made me love education or that area, I don't never want to be a teacher, not a classroom teacher where I got to have them all day. Okay. <laughs> Let me just put that disclaimer out there. But my blackness felt beautiful when I walked through those doors mm. and I watched those kids light up when they see me. And I know that they're not looking at me like how we nitpicky with each other. And they like, Oh, you ugly girl. Or look at that girl. When I walked through those doors at school, I know that they see me and they recognize my blackness. You know they what I see mean? Somebody that look like them. They see somebody that looks like them. Every time I walk through the hallways, I hear Mrs. Jordan, Mrs. Jordan, like all the time, right? And the love that I get in the school, the hugs that I get there, mm-hmm. the smiles, even though some of them be snotty and it's flu season and I don't really want the, like, but the point I'm trying to make is. Those from they say from the mouths of babes and mm-hmm. things like that. That is when I started to love my blackness and love the black things that our kids are getting in trouble for. Yeah, I have now vowing on this show and I vow before this show to be an advocate for our kids who don't and, and for the culture that we live in and that keep our culture keeps being um, victimized or we. Our culture keeps getting attacked. I'm saying they're trying to take it from us. Because what I see in the schools is a lot of times we got a lot of our, especially young black boys, are getting written up and getting referrals just for doing things like the dozens, which is something that historically goes all the way back in history. And that's just how we interact with each other. And so (laughs) these boys I'm seeing are getting, they have, they have a a rap sheet because I do cum cards, but they have a rap sheet in elementary school for things like, you know, they said yo mama to me or <laughs> they was bullying, bullying because um, he said my eyes look cockeyed. Like some of the stuff that I hear adults, I'm talking about like lunch supervisors and <laughs> teachers never in my life okay <laughs> listen i'm sorry y'all this is unsung <laughs> i'm gonna remind y'all but i'm not pressing charges on no first grader that's all i gotta say you know it's because before and, and i spoke I, i've spoken very um, candidly about how I feel within the districts. My kids go to my district, but this is happening all across the country. Yep. It is not just here 
we've had the pleasure of being in the military and traveling all across this country. There is a problem with how we deal with our black children and how they're being disciplined for things that literally are is just our culture oh, or because can, we're loud or i can say when we were in georgia mm -hmm. it was that's because the whole school was black no when we well, were it was, we was but i can say in georgia i felt like my kids was in a little penitentiary like yeah, they, they had kept the, them in line. Yeah, they literally in line. Walk on the blue line for this, the red yeah, line they for kept this. Them, they kept them in so line though. That eh, we differ on that a little bit. No, I'm saying, but they was you didn't see like you saying like because all they saw was yeah, they did see teachers. My kids, that was the first time they ever seen black, black men, men teachers, teachers. And, and there was a lot of them. I don't even think they knew they existed, <laughs> right? And that, you know what? We're going to add that to the unsung. You had all doggone women, and we they were specific. But let's shout out the black male teachers out there. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. it's not a whole lot of them. I mean. I mean, it's, it's starting to get more and more of them. But, but I think they're realizing it's more people our age. Yeah. Because they're realizing, like, we didn't see this when we was young. Yeah. So. so yeah. yeah. So I shout out to the um the black all the, all the teachers and educators period. I know now that your job is hard. <laughs> <laughs> period point blank. And she want me to be a dean's assistant. I do. But I really man, I thank y'all. If you know somebody who's doing something great in your community and they they like to be behind the scenes, just it doesn't take a whole shout lot. Shout them out. Uh, you don't even got to do it on Facebook. Yeah, this I see you, bro. Yep. It so don't even be. have to be a whole lot, okay? Recognize an unsung, a unsung person that you see. Um, let's educate this season. Um, if you guys know of anybody that um, is unsung that you want us to shout out, let us know this yep. season. Um, I think that'll be a cool way to connect with you guys um, no matter where you at. Let's see where everybody is doing some great things across the country. Uh, everybody that listens here, share what you're doing. That's the only way that we build this network. That's the only way that we continue to uplift each other. That's the only way that we continue to educate each other. That's the only way that we continue to love each other because we need it. We need it. In this crazy world we live in. All right? So we really appreciate y'all, man. Before we go. Yeah. It's a very important time, people. Okay. Y'all need to pay attention. Mm -hmm. To these uh, Democratic candidates, because <laughs> uh, we got to vote soon. Yes, and if you're not registered to vote, please, please vote. And we're gonna drop a link when in our thing on where you can vote, because it, it it's we everybody's mobile, everybody is digital. No matter where you at, I can help you vote. Yep. Get registered to vote. It doesn't matter if you're not here in Illinois with us. If you do not know somebody, you have no excuse if you're listening to my voice right now. You Even if you're not listening to her voice, if you listen to after the election, yeah, you ain't got no excuse. Yeah. Because it's everywhere. Yeah. And I want to shout out my homeboy, Kenny Copeland, who came here to visit us. He's getting ready to go to Japan. He's in the United States Air Force. He's getting ready to go to Japan. Lord, and, don't let him catch the coronavirus. Oh, my God. Wrong country. Japan. But, you know. Get, they got it in Japan, too. <laughs> this is in Japan, too. 
he taught us something about uh, voting and that your vote counts. And I really appreciate him in, in, a, in a society where we it's hard to talk about our choices that we make, especially politically. I love you, bro, and I thank you for sitting us aside and us being able to have um, a conversation where we may not have agreed on everything, mm-hmm. um, but you opened my eyes to some things, so shout out to that. Go ahead and vote. Vote. We love you guys. Pay attention to these people. The Ebony Mashup. Because a lot of them are talking nonsense. We representing, getting ready for 2020. We already in here. We doing this. You know. It's about to be a good year. Real ting this. <laughs> All right, peace, love, and blessings. Talk to you guys. Connect with us this season, all right? And we out.